0: Welcome to Every Time I Choose, where I invite you to connect with your voice as you witness me connecting with mine, or rather, this time, ours, because I have a guest with me today. Um, She's probably the most special guest that will ever be on this podcast, Um, not because she's uh, the only one, because she might not be, but (laughs) she is one of the specialists ever. Um, This is one of my bestest friends, Madison Chow, a.k.a. Mad Cow Chow. Say hi, Madison. Hi!
1: (laughs) We're recording right now, Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording. Um, Okay, a little intro to Madison. She was my RA, my first year of college, so she has a little bit of, like, Power dynamic over me, you know. I've never been able to escape that. So true. Um, Okay, but today we're going to be talking about how our voices has have like changed and evolved since we were um, first met in the beginning of college, and she is probably one of the best people to hold witness to my how my voice has changed since then, Um, because she's been through it Uh, she's witnessed me with it and has recently (laughs) okay (laughs) I don't know if I need to say this about the crowd but basically she's told me about my some things about myself recently that I didn't know that was like I actually haven't stopped thinking about that um which has been very helpful in a good way Mm. so (laughs) yeah we're gonna be chatting and reflecting on how our voices have changed since we first met um, do you want to, like, do you have a little introduction you want to give?
1: Yeah, i um, very excited to be here. Sorry for the awkward intro earlier. <laughs> I thought you were practicing. So I was like, wow, she's like going all in. No? <laughs> Wait, let's make sure we're recording. Yeah, we are. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, my name's Madison. I've, I've known Ellie for, well, I was, was like, I six years? like 18 when we met. Yeah. 19. Um, so yeah, like six years now. Um, and like she said, you or like, like you said, <laughs> um, yeah, you've, you've changed a lot since mm-hmm. I've known you. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can be friends with someone for six years and they say the same person, but, and yeah. I think that you like at your core have stayed the same, but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the way that you interact with people change a lot, which has been really cool. So I'm, um, when you first brought up this topic, I was like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what, what, like how to talk about that yeah. or like what to say, but once I started thinking about it, I was like. You, yeah, your voice has changed a lot since I've known yeah, you, and yeah. it's been a cool evolution.
0: Thanks. <laughs> um, I think so, too. And, okay, Madness and I were talking about this before, that um, she felt like hers hasn't changed as much. Um, probably not as, like, dramatically, but it definitely has changed. So we mm-hmm. have lots to talk about, but before we talk about that... Um, can I tell them one of my favorite stories? <laughs> please,
1: please. Enlighten
0: okay. me. Okay. Okay, guys, get cozy. <laughs> this is the scene. We're on our freshman floor. We're in Madison's tiny little bedroom that is about the size of a small walk-in closet. She has her lofted bed, she's on her couch, and there's probably like five of us huddled in a little bunch like was sitting on her floor and we're like in the sweet aroma of her like moldy coffee cups oh, and like <laughs> dirty banana peels and we were just no. like loving it. <laughs> oh, and we we oh, um God. well Madison I don't remember how recently but was in a relationship um with a boy and uh. oh <laughs> we love him. We do. We, we do. love him still and we loved him then. He's a great guy. Yes, and we were, as the natural, like, RA children that we were, we were asking her about her, like, adult relationship. <laughs> She's, like, one year older than us. One year Not older. Not even. <laughs> Anyways, she was just talking, and one day she asked us if it was weird. She said, I don't really like kissing my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> and I've been dating for a few months at this point. And as I remember, I'm like, you know what, Madison? I don't know a lot about your relationship, but I do know that that's not normal. <laughs> and unsurprisingly, um, she's a lesbian. So <laughs> it makes a ton of sense. Um, she no longer dates men, and that's why. She just mm-hmm. doesn't like kissing <laughs> Try to it once is not for me. One time. How long did you guys
1: date? Like ten months, it was. We made out once, (laughs) one time, and I, yeah, I remember feeling like, even just like pecking, I would just get a little bit resentful. I was like, really this again? Yeah, I, I just, I just, I I didn't like it. It's like when your aunt wants to give you a hug all the time, and you're like, this isn't doing anything (laughs) for me. But like, I love you, so I feel like I should. Mm -hmm. But I just. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, and it was complicated in Christian culture because I yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm such a good Christian. And I don't lust after my boyfriend, and like that's not what our relationship is about."
0: You're like so pure, so pure And <laughs> I'm not attracted <laughs> to my boyfriend. That I like get bothered when he tries to show me that. <laughs> <I logic. present.
1: laughs> oh my god! Stop I resent our kisses <laughs> and cuddles. And David is like, "You so... make me want to puke." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little much. <laughs> Never, not quite there. But okay, good. No, and David never like coerced me. He never ever pressured me. Yeah, yeah, like it was yeah. never like I resented like feeling pressured. It was mm-hmm. just that the fact that he was there and that I like was yeah. supposed to like doing this. You were
0: supposed to like something that you just like weren't built to like. Yeah, exactly. so like that that makes sense why you were like resentful. Yeah, I feel like that that's like a parallel emotion. To yeah. being like shunted into something that you mm-hmm. don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I want to do this. Right. <laughs> Even though, like, we like David. But as a friend. We
1: do love David. <laughs> One of my best friends, though. And, um, mm-hmm.
0: now we love the, the lesbian version of Madison a lot better. <laughs> my- <laughs> I enjoy kissing now.
1: Wow! So I found out making it is super fun when you're attracted to someone. Hmm.
0: If anybody is out there listening to this, and they don't <laughs> like kissing their partner, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, I'm just... Just you know, maybe reflect yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Put a bookmark there. Yeah. You know, no pressure. No yeah. pressure. Yeah. We've done something not, been there. Yeah. No, just kidding. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other. Yeah, we can make a whole, like series out of this. Honestly, actually, that would be fun. It would. We should do that. Okay. It would. Anyways, okay. Um. Oh, do you have any favorite stories from me from those days about oh. me? Oh. Hmm.
1: Um, okay, this is fun. And I feel like, oh, my God, this actually speaks to our dynamic a lot. Um, really? okay. So we had a floor initiation when everyone mm. first came to campus. Oh, and no. <laughs> we were the only girls' floor on the guy side of the building. So it was a thing. Like okay. You know, like, we were the guy's side. We were and, also cooler because we had more proximity to the men anyways.
0: Yes, because on, proximity
1: to men is super cool. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but um, we had urinals in our bathroom because of that. And so our floor initiation was that we were, we dressed as guys, like we put on like full like marker beards and like you know tied our hair up under hats and like went out for dinner and then came back and used the urinals um Mm -hmm. which side note i got a i got disciplined for being sexist against men for doing that but (laughs) anyways also uh, another podcast (laughs) another podcast um, so we used the urinals and I obviously had to lead because I was the RA and it was my idea and everything. Yeah. And then like nobody, everyone was really entertained, but no one wanted to do it because they're like, oh, I'm going to pee over. Yeah, it,
0: it's fair. It is. Some In people, hindsight, I should have just stayed <laughs> <laughs> on the entertainment base. <laughs>
1: um, and so there, I think there are like three people who did it and <laughs> Ellie was one of them. <laughs> And surprise, surprise, she did get a lot of pee on herself. It's hard. Also, I'm very short, But I think I think that was one of my core memories of Ellie was her <laughs> saying, "I think I need to go take a shower and just walking to the bathroom, butt naked, <laughs> pee dripping down her legs, in like front of half of the floor." <laughs> I completely forgot about so that. So did I, oh my god. But that, I feel like it speaks to our dynamics. Like <laughs> me having these ideas and you just
0: coming along for the ride and be like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> That's actually very true. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't used a urinal since. Um, I have.
1: <laughs> it's very possible.
0: Okay, well maybe you just need to te- teach me the technique. <laughs> it- All about the hips. Okay, next time we're in a man's bathroom. You <laughs> can Teach me your technique. Okay, that was good. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to make this switch. Yeah, this is like a pretty drastic switch, so we're just going to make it drastic. Okay, so the thing about voice that I've been thinking about is that it's more than like just the words that come out of your mouth. It's also to me like... um what like what you wear is a part of your voice what you're like actively participating in like what what do you what are you like doing with your body what spaces are you moving in um I feel like that is all part of it and the clothes you're wearing is one of my favorite ways because I like Mm -hmm. outfits um yeah have you thought about that no voice is like more than just what you say not really I
1: mean when you the clothing thing I thought of as, like, an expression. Yeah, but that, yeah. Yeah, as part of your voice. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I feel like maybe when I say voice, I do literally mean my, like, my voice voice, but I also kind of just mean self-expression, like, mm-hmm. as a general, like, umbrella term, but, like, Obviously, since this is a podcast, it's mostly like directly about my voice. <laughs> but even even with this, there's like the podcast cover, which is like a part of it, and like the intro sounds that you use. I feel like that's all kind of um, a part of what what makes up your voice body language. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Madison and I had very different um, experiences. I think like in our family of origins with like how our voices were shaped and i think it plays a lot into like who we are now and why i seem to have like evolved maybe not evolved but just like changed so much since we first met um Um, then now um do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah yeah so la
1: brought this idea up and it was it was harder for me because I, th- I thought of Ellie's change in voice and I was like that makes sense like Ellie mm. has has changed a lot which I'm knowing you'll, yeah. you'll talk about yeah um, but I don't necessarily feel like mine has changed like mm. especially in college I've always been a pretty like communicative um, like fairly straightforward yeah. like I will you know like I speak up when I disagree with things like I'm not afraid to say what I want or what I think um, and that's been like pretty mm-hmm. consistent, but what you pointed out was that like the 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 consistency hasn't changed, but the the, the material can. And so like yeah. I've always used my voice, but what I've used it about has changed. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. What do you? Um, how do you think you like grew up to use your voice? Like your family dynamics? Like what was?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. I'll keep it. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Whatever, whatever,
1: whatever you're talking about. So I grew up with two parents, mom and dad, and um, I'm one of four siblings. So I have an older sister, a younger sister, and a younger brother. So middle girl, like very much middle child, Mm. and Vietnamese culture – you know, there's, like, stereotypes of, like, Asian people being quiet, but mm-hmm. that is not Vietnamese people. Vietnamese people are actually mm-hmm. very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like I was used to being around a lot of noise and, like, a lot of different voices and being the middle child. I think I had to learn how to use my voice to be heard. Because mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, I would be ignored. Okay. Um, and then especially being an Asian American in a very white part of, um, uh, or in a very white suburb, Yeah, I think people would be quicker to dismiss me or to not really pay attention to me or, mm-hmm. you know, to just kind of look over me like I wasn't really there. Yeah. And so I think from, like, elementary through middle school, I didn't really feel seen. And so, like, I kind of learned to use my voice in a way mm-hmm. that was, like, would make people listen. Like you can't avoid listening to me, you know, like, what I have to say is going to be loud, and it's going to be articulate, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be entertaining and important, and so I think I, like, that experience of, like, feeling like I needed to assert myself and Mm -hmm. find my place, like, really forced me to, like, develop traits that I probably already had, but, like, um, like, Like, really capitalize on them,
0: like, like hone them, like, made them into, like, skills that were like finely tuned. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like there's still you still use them all the time today. Like all those mm. things that you said, you still you're still entertaining. You still speak out when you want you still yeah. like can demand attention when you want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not always, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good I I o I don't think I've seen you demand attention when I doesn't feel like a good Yeah. But I mean that could just be my experience of yeah. you. Yeah. You're biased
1: to see my motives as good. I think they're definitely... Mm. It, yeah, it can definitely be a trait that's, like, used to manipulate, it, you know? Oh, like, uh, yeah. But I try not to.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I was thinking about this earlier and I feel like... You know how I'm, like, have always been pretty good at, like, asking questions mm-hmm. and giving people a lot of space? hmm yeah. I feel like almost... For me, that was, like, a form of manipulation. Oh, interesting. Like, because I didn't really know how to use my voice and was, like, really afraid to. So that was, like, a way of making people connect with me. Oh, interesting. Because I was, like, I'm going to make you feel so heard and so seen Mm -hmm. that you, like, love spending time with me. Even though I'm going to give you almost nothing back of myself you know mm-hmm. like that yeah. is giving something giving space is giving something but yeah. I'm not gonna tell you who I am mm. but you're gonna love me that's so <laughs> interesting yeah yeah, yeah. and that-
1: then, yeah.
0: it's like it's like both forms of like maybe can be like manipulation but they were mm. just like kind of how we grew up yeah so they're like not bad but like I do have to be careful how I use, use that now so yeah and yeah. I, I feel like I've tried to move away
1: from an idea of manipulation as like always inherently bad. Yeah. Because I think yeah. a lot of it
0: is just like how you learn to get what you need. Yeah. You know, like as and a like child. I needed friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. I need people to be in a relationship with me. Right. So that was a way that I figured out how to get it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which doesn't yeah, which doesn't mean like you should go and manipulate people, but like no. you, you know, it's more like neutral. Like yeah. this is how I learned to cope with my environment. Yeah. Like this is what made sense. And now mm-hmm. that I recognize that I can do something different with it. Mm-hmm. Like how would you say that your family background shaped mm. that voice? yeah lack of voice I guess
0: I like I grew up um I genuinely thought that I was introverted. I'm just now realizing <laughs> that I am not introverted, <laughs> making plans like every day. I'm like, I never wanted to be by myself. Um, Okay. Actually, that's not true. I like being by myself, but not too much. Um, I just grew up around a lot of people that had very strong voices. Like, both of my parents are, like, super chatty and, like, will listen as well. But, like, in our, like, parent-child relationship, it was, like, dominant, more them talking than me talking and I grew up as, like, a little sister to a brother, and my brother and I were both pretty similar in how we were quiet, but, um, I don't know, like, the, just pretty much all of our families were, like, really talkative, and I think I just somehow, I don't even have, like, specific examples of, like, feeling like I didn't have anything to contribute, but I do remember listening to, like, the adults in my life tell stories of like their childhood or like their teenage years and being like wow like I don't have any stories like that to tell mm. like I must be boring because I don't have oh. these like crazy I never jumped off a roof in middle school you know like <laughs> <laughs> like wow i just have nothing to share mm. and there's also another side where I would go through because I had had a bunch of like medical things, I would go through a surgery or something like that. And then people would often, rightly so, like ask what had happened. And I felt like a lot of times when I would be explaining what happened, people would like stop listening. Hmm. Eventually. So I was like, okay, people don't actually want to hear me. So Mm. I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna stop talking. Mm -hmm. So I just like really just existed on the, like, perimeters of a lot of social circles. Mm-hmm. And I was always the one where people were like, wow, she's so, like, she's so sweet and kind. And, like, that was, like, my role. It's was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But now I feel like people are saying that because <laughs> they didn't really know who I was. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, it was sweet and kind. But, like, mm-hmm. those are, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And that has, like, took me a long time to break down a little bit. Yeah, can I say the, the candy
1: thing? The the butterfinger?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, okay. So I, I like to
1: do this thing where I like assign friends different objects that rep- <laughs> like get at the core of who they are.
0: It's so, very entertaining, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> we were at the gas station with some friends the other day. Um, the gas station? Just imagine gas. being friends with us. We had so much fun at a gas we're station. We're like 12. <laughs> okay. We were super high. Sorry. <laughs> no, you can
1: like, I was super <laughs> <laughs> Ellie was not. She actually I was actually wasn't. I was, I was vegan. Yeah. So um, I was picking out candy that would match <laughs> each of our personalities. And I grabbed a Butterfinger for Ellie because you look at a Butterfinger, right? If you don't know what it is, you're like, oh, this is a nougat inside. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, all soft. And then it, you take it out, and it looks like it's going to be a nougat, like a, like a Three Musketeers. Yeah, it does. And then you bite into it, and you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, crunchy. Like, this is hard. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And it still tastes good, but you're like, this is just, you know, like, I thought this is gonna be soft and it's actually very very solid uh, and I feel like that's like kind of how you are like people hmm. kind of take you as like or they did yeah as, like, passive and like yeah. you know you're a good listener very kind and mm-hmm. gentle and people like might as, might have assumed at that time that that's just all yeah. there was yeah but I think you have you have an edge like you've got yeah. like you know there's something in there that's like ah hard. <laughs>
0: Ow it got yeah. me. It's oh, so <laughs> still so sweet because it's candy. Sweet sugar. and like yeah. a little bit flaky, which we could get into. But, yeah. you know. mm-hmm. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like when I met <laughs> Actually the last episode was about decision making and there's a little there's a little thing right there. Okay, right? so they know. They, they know they know. Okay. I mean, yeah.
1: Um I guess we'll get we'll get to this part. But yeah, yeah. like when I met you at Bethel I, I always, like, really liked you.
0: Yeah.
1: But I don't remember, like, what I remember the most about our interactions is you just asking a lot of questions and listening mm-hmm. a lot, which is great, but I... Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, was, it definitely didn't feel like I had a sense of, like, what you wanted. And I, I feel yeah. like... I didn't really, like, probe because it didn't seem like you knew either. Like, yeah. I think that
0: that's just who you were at the time. It was. It really was. Like, I didn't know. If you would have asked me to talk about things, and people still do this. They're like, oh, tell me about this. And I'm like, there's, like, only a certain amount of time where I can, like, just talk yeah. about myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I actually don't even know what to say anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what my options are. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> if sometimes when there's, like, space to take up in a social environment, I'm, like, what do, I, what do i do mm. like i'm comfortable taking up space but i don't know how to yeah so like at that time because i'm still working through that like mm-hmm. at that time i have no idea i could like crack a joke maybe mm. or you know like ask somebody yeah. some questions those that was like my toolbox yeah okay here's a question what do you feel like retrospectively you used your voice for a lot when we first started school um that, like, you don't anymore. Mm. Just, well, like, that change. Yeah.
1: That like- I mean, I was very, very evangelical. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was always, like, I was always, like, pretty political. Like, always, like, mm-hmm. actually pretty progressive politically. Yeah. And, like, I remember getting in trouble with some of the residents when I, I posted some postcards around the election saying, like, women got the right to vote, like, make sure you use your
0: voice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: And some people complained that, like, I was being too political. Really? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I won't name names, I know, I'm like, I really
0: want to ask. yes <laughs> I'll play later. Okay.
1: Um, and then, yeah, but still, like, religiously, like, that was just the faith expression that I had been handed, and so, yeah. like, it just... I don't know if I could quite, like, connected the two yet, or, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know much about like the political history of evangelicalism, or
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, yeah, I just hadn't quite like synthesized those. Yeah. so I was like very, very like Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and like I went to Vespers every single week. I'm not kidding when I said, like, my first year at Bethel, I didn't miss a single Vespers, and I lived off campus. Like, wow. I lived in Blaine, I was driving 20 minutes every Sunday night. Oh to my go to Vespers. gosh, yeah. And like Okay, wait, can we say what Vespers is? Oh sorry, Vespers is a Sunday night worship service at Bethel. It is literally an hour of like just worship music. Yeah, yeah. And I would go like a lot of times by
0: myself because I was PSEO. So mm. I was like in high that's school. That's bold. So, yeah. I mean, like that's that's a whole other level of commitment. That's yeah. how yeah. even dope I was. Yeah. You were like in it, in it.
1: Yeah. And so I like was very like always inviting people to come to Vespers and like we had a row picked out when Our floor would go to chapel, which I would go to three times a week, and I would always be in that row. And, like, sometimes people would join me, sometimes they didn't. Um, So I was really, really passionate about, like, getting my residents connected to, like, a a faith
0: community. And, like... Do you remember, like, talking to us about, like, just evangelicals and, and, like, stuff, like, faith stuff? I don't remember a lot of those conversations, but I do remember, like, okay, let's go to chapel and those things. I I do. Like, mostly at
1: shift, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, And, like, I don't, it wasn't just, like, evangelical faith. I think it was a lot more, like, how I perceived God to be working in my life. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, letting people ask or, like, talk about what they were perceiving. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah. So it was never, like, you need to repent and, you know, like, yeah, whatever. It was more just, like. Um mm-hmm. yeah, like what how do you see God working? And like and I think that yeah. I had a list of like questions I asked and I would do one-on-ones with residents. I think that was one mm-hmm. of them. Like, how have you seen God working in your life since you've been here? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. In in my head it was it was genuinely like I want people to have yeah, like a source of meaning. I want them mm-hmm. to know that God loves them. But it was a super evangelical evangelical expression of it. Yeah. And there were beliefs that went along with it, like You know, I was very anti-sex before marriage.
0: Yeah.
1: And at the time was, like, had a big question mark around the gay issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, didn't, couldn't reconcile it with my faith. But, like, had a lot of compassion and, like, respect for gay people, obviously, because I identified with them on some level. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, my voice was very, it was, like, somewhat political. Like, I wanted you know, I wanted people to be okay. And, like, yeah. Not to suffer. Yeah. But it was more so like I think that Jesus or like God has like provided me a lot of comfort and mm-hmm. my pain and my suffering. And so I want you guys to have access to that. Yeah. Um but yeah, definitely like after the twenty sixteen election I was like, hmm, there's some question marks here. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's like all that was coming from such a good place. Yeah. And, like, you were asking questions that, like, would have resonated with you at the time. So, yeah. it, like, made mm-hmm. it totally made sense. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of just, like, our, like, my floor mates and stuff, like, probably really appreciated the questions at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm going to say about that. What? But, yeah, that's
1: kind of comment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, was the question, how is it? Yeah, like, what do you
0: think, what did you use your voice for, like, when we first met that you just, you just don't anymore? You oh. still use it, but, like, what? what's the mm. changes?
1: I I think the, I've, like I said, I've always been somewhat political, but definitely mm-hmm. more so, and I think yeah, no. I have moved away, I mean, obviously I'm not an evangelical anymore, and I've moved away from that, like, from religion being a personal expression of, like, God's goodness in my life, yeah. and more towards like, this is a source of meaning, and like it it can be at least. Yeah. But you might have other sources too, and yeah. so like, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And at the time, it was very much like, like Jesus is the only way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think it has. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's always been rooted in like I wanted people to have meaning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, even if that was like not always done in a healthy way. Yeah. But now it's, like, that meaning is going to take a lot of different forms. Like, I want mm-hmm. people to have community. Like yes.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm, like, you always, you've always wanted to create community for people and yeah. with people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how you do it now just looks a lot different. Yes, definitely.
1: And then I think, too, like, I, I hear sometimes, like, especially in, like, activist spaces, people losing their sense of spirit and, like, sense mm-hmm. of hope and you yeah. become really, like, jaded and, like, calloused yeah because there's so much suffering and nothing you can do about it yeah yeah and I think for me I see like spirituality as like like pulling from a reservoir Mm -hmm. you know like an ability to like reach into yourself for strength and not just not just like oh I'm gonna do my devos and pray to Jesus and like confess my sins but more in like a communal sense of like, I really, I'm engaged in my community. There's a lot of suffering in it, and there's, like, suffering in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, there's something good happening. Yeah. And, like, I can help to harness that and, like, bring that to other people and bring that to myself. So yeah. there are definitely commonalities. Like, I don't think it has been, like, a radical shift in, like, the root of yeah, what the, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But there has been a huge shift in, like, what it's it's kind of towards yeah
0: well i mean you're even in like divinity school right now so like yeah. the roots are very much the same yeah which i think is actually kind of cool that like it's mm-hmm. it's stayed that consistent mm-hmm. and even now like i know we're, we're talking about this in the car home like um how you think of a uh, like in a, just like how an adult community could thrive before when we first met you probably would have just thought the the, like, evangelical br- blueprint for, like, the nuclear family mm-hmm. and, like, the church, um, like, Bible study groups and stuff. That yeah. prob- that was probably like, your biggest framework for what community looked like. Yes, definitely. And now it's, like, so much broader than that. Yeah. And, like, you're so intentional about who who you're including in community and mm-hmm. who, like, you're actively seeking out and what, like, the pillars of respect and, like, what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's a yeah, that's a yeah. good connection. Like definitely at the time it was like the nuclear family exists and people come to church and when they come to church they should experience connection. Yeah. And I think now it's more like we need to we burn need the conduction. nuclear family. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to burn it, but also we really need community. So we have yes. to like
1: plant something exactly. else. Yeah. It's like I don't want to get married. I want to buy a house with a bunch of my friends. Yes. You know live communally mm. not in a commune because that sounds scary like a lot of dirty bare feet and stuff
0: oh
1: but like, <laughs> it, it <all> scary <laughs> but like you know a, di- a different like model of the like where we start with our community like yeah. not just like i have this family and i'm gonna go create other things it's yeah. like it starts with home yeah know? like our homes
0: i'm like so excited for that that's gonna happen one day yeah you, yeah. want, you want in? Yes, I do. Okay. Like, deeply.
1: Okay. Right. Good. <laughs> Boston, perhaps? New York City, perhaps? Maybe. I don't know if we can ever
0: buy a house there. But... No. We <laughs> might have to come back to Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. That will be fun, too. There is different. Anyways, I was going to go on a little tangent. <laughs> That's good. That's um, fine.
1: And, like, in terms of your voice, yeah. it's been a very different journey, right? Like, mm-hmm. your voice itself has yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like well, when we first met, I like don't I just felt like I didn't have much of a voice. Yeah. Um like like we were talking about. And from where I am now, it's so vastly different. Like I feel connected to my voice in like a real way. Mm-hmm. And I know there's still a long way that I want to go, mm-hmm. but like I feel I feel like my voice is good and like needed in some sense. Not in every space, not all the time, but like just generally, like my voice is needed. Mm-hmm. I'm a human, like you know, like all of ours are. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about it like that before, and I like feel a sense of duty to actually like use my voice, mm-hmm. especially for things that I believe in now. Mm-hmm. Because that, maybe it's maybe actually a good thing that I didn't really use my voice that much when you're like <laughs> and a maybe... lot less regrets. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah. I had to delete so many Instagram posts. yeah long Jesus.
0: <laughs> so I might be dodged there. You did, um yeah. less cleanup, but there's less also <laughs> less con just less like fullness, you know. Mm, um yeah. a big part of what helped me change was just being well, in different different communities, but really learning about like social justice mm. and, like, racial um, dynamics in our world. For some reason, that, like, really kick-started me. Mm. Um, and it took a long time, but there's so much talk in those spaces of, like, using your voice and, like, speaking up and yeah. talking to your family and, like, those kinds of things that, like, I think that's what helped me start to recognize that, like, oh, I have also the power to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, petrified in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was the kind of kid who... Okay, I had this night class where in order to get graded, you had to you had to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to get your participation points. And the only reason the only way you could do that is like share something. Three mm-hmm. hour night class. I would sit through the entire class sweating balls because <laughs> I was so nervous to talk. Mm-hmm. When, when and then I would last like wait till the end of the class period to just like ah quick say something mm-hmm. and get it over with. But mm-hmm. And I would be sitting there, like, thinking, nobody else seemed to, like, have that hard of a time as me. Some Mm -hmm. people did, but, like, but I also remember listening to people and, like, you're not even saying anything. Like, (laughs) you've already talked six times in this class, and you haven't said anything. (laughs) Like, and I was, like, so meticulous about every word that I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that speaks a lot to, like, where where I was coming from. I was, like, mm. so, like, genuinely afraid to, like, say anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, that class in particular I ended up doing, like, really well. And the professor, like, you why know, didn't you take another class with her? And, like, I ended up, oh, my God. Oh, speaking of the devil. That was crazy. That's crazy. Oh, God. Okay, the professor literally just emailed me. Oh. <laughs> that was cool. Okay. Well. Um.
1: Whoa. <laughs> um um, being afraid to use your voice.
0: I was really afraid. Your professor really liked you. You You're actually good at it. Yeah, and she really encouraged me, um, to, to, like, speak up, and she just, like, compliment, she just, like, told me that I had things to say, and Mm -hmm. generally, like, even if it was just in my paper, she's, like, Mm -hmm. you have one of, you have, like, one of the highest grades in the class, because Mm -hmm. you have, like, things to say. You're, like, doing really well, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, she would ask me questions about, like, why I was so afraid to talk. And, like, she just, like, really kind of mentored me through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which which just was, like, also a, like a springboard. Mm-hmm. And then, on um, and and a different dimension, same same professor, but I took Hip Hop, Spoken Word, and Reconciliation, which was has was my favorite class I've ever taken but I was also petrified there because we had to like write pieces every week and we had to like share them with the class Mm -hmm. in that this class was tiny but I was like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) no way um eventually at the end of the semester we had to like do a performance and I was so I was so scared um but I ended up like like loving it like so much um So I was like, whoa, I actually, like, really like being up on a stage in front of a mic and, like, talking to people. And, like, so I just, like, tapped into that, like, power a little bit. Like, whoa, this feels so good to me. It's so, like, out of the ordinary Um, that I kind of, like, followed that track. And also just, like, having things that I feel, like, aren't necessary to talk about has helped me a lot like, just like I said, that like sense of duty. You mm-hmm. know, you're like, okay, this is something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just something that I, I started to like collect little pieces that I could fill the space with. Mm-hmm. This like empty space that I didn't know what to like throw in there besides asking people questions. Mm-hmm. I started to collect little like bits of myself and thoughts that I, you know, maybe this is worth sharing, even if it's like really quick and quiet and blah, but, mm-hmm. and that just kind of like blossomed and is blossoming into. A podcast where I just talk, which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty cool. I, I like go to open mics now, which is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things mm-hmm. in my life right now. Um, so yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty big change in mm-hmm. multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Much different than yours, but uh, along similar lines, mm-hmm. like what we talk about now is similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like our values are of what we talk. about
1: yeah and I feel like also a a growing sense of confidence because I feel like that it might look different for both of us but for you it was like you felt like you didn't have anything to say Mm -hmm. and so you're just not going to say anything but like gaining that confidence you were able to speak up more and like realize that you did have something to say and it was important Mm -hmm. and I think for me it was more like I was kind of compensating you Mm -hmm. know like I was like I'm going to be super loud so that no one can ignore me. and No one can, like, I can't be invisible. I'm going to make myself Mm. as visible as possible. And then gaining confidence has actually been, like, I I still use my voice, but also it's okay to not. Like, I don't have to prove anything. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, like, fight, you know? It's just, like, it is okay to just exist. Even though that's not my natural orientation. Like, I will speak. (laughs) But it's not out of, like, pressure anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, like... Out of like, I have something to say. I want to contribute. Like, mm-hmm. this is something I'm interested in, and not just like I need to be heard. Otherwise, yeah. I won't be seen or loved at all.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, so it's so interesting because mm-hmm. they they literally are like opposites. They are. Yeah. The guys, like the only way I'm going to get love is if I make space for other people. Mm-hmm. You're like the only way I'm going to get it is if I take up. This space mm, yeah we would have been good friends <laughs> younger. yeah yeah well maybe well, no I don't, I don't know I, I don't like, think so no, I, okay oh, this, so is I mean. This. this is what I'm about this this is what I mean by that I <laughs> gravitated towards people who took up a lot of space mm. and I think you do it in a different way but like when I was growing up that the vast majority of my friendships and still some today are like just with people who will take up a lot more space mm. than me because mm-hmm. if they didn't it would be like that friend you talked about yeah, where it's just like, there's just so much empty space. Right. That's not fun.
1: Right. <laughs> for mm-hmm. anybody. But I think the reason we wouldn't have been friends is because I was a shell of a person until I was like 17. Like, mm. I just didn't like, maybe, like, even mm. when I became really loud, it was always attached to somebody else. Like, it mm. wasn't like I was talking, it was more like I was causing ruckus, mm. which I feel like is different. You know, yeah, I was, probably
0: would have just been thrown off. <laughs> <you. laughs>
1: What's happening? Like you but I probably that. would
0: have had fun sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: You would have been entertained by, what, yeah. by my shenanigans.
0: I don't think you would have probably liked me. I, you might have liked the fact that I would have paid attention to you. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely would have. Yeah. I would have been just, like, you know, lurking. <laughs> lurking. you <laughs> like a few questions, maybe, but then not really know, because, like, the only questions I knew how to ask were, like, a little bit deeper, mm, you know? And yeah. I, I, Based on that, I probably wouldn't have had anything to go off yeah why yeah. are you so goofy you know like, why are you so why did you do that <laughs> never would have asked that <laughs> uh yeah okay any last thoughts final words of wisdom mm-hmm. changes
1: well i think what's been cool is the uh, we, uh, Okay, let me I don't know how to phrase this. Um, so, okay, so Ellie and I were, were close that year. Mm. And then I think it was the next fall. I studied abroad. I was, like, and then yeah. it was my senior year, so I wasn't, like, around a ton. And so I think we kind of just, like, I don't – it's not even, like, we drifted apart. It was just, like, we weren't really around, yeah. you know, like, not running the same circles. And so, like, for yeah. the next few years, we didn't, like, talk a lot.
0: Like, I think we would, like, text occasionally. Maybe. And we'd, like, get one – or dinner or something, like, once every six months, maybe. It was, like, not – you're, like, an acquaintance almost. Yeah. But, like, we had that year that we were a lot closer, so. Right. Yeah. And then –
1: so we were both, you know, in that Bethel world the first year, and then in the next two years, I, like, really left all that behind. And then by the time we, like, were starting – like, we – like, got together again, mm. you had also kind of, like, walked mm. away from that, like, mm-hmm. you just broken up with your boyfriend, and yeah, like, had a lot of questions, and then your reconciliation class, and you went, yep. and you did HECUA, mm-hmm. and, which is, what, what was HECUA? Like, a-
0: um, I was learning about, um, the program was called Inequity in America, like, it was about organizing policy, like, politics, um, empowerment stuff stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we're learning a lot about like social justice in America Mm -hmm. and so we had when we got together
1: I think both of us were kind of like hedging we're like where are you now yeah like like, who are you are are you the same (laughs) I'm not and then I think when we both revealed that like we had changed a lot we were very pleasantly surprised we were like oh we had like kind of like you know Mm. started together and then like life took us on separate journeys but we had this like yeah What's the word when evolution when things evolve separately but they get the same traits? Um,
0: it's like um I don't know. I convergent. Convergence. I think that's when something like that. Because divergent it. is when it
1: separates. Yeah. But convergent is when it comes together.
0: Yeah.
1: We can But <laughs> <laughs> the same idea. Like it was very separate.
0: We were like path. walking separate paths and yeah. we didn't realize that we were walking parallel paths yes. until we like started talking again. Yes. Exactly. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You walked away in the same direction that I did. Yes.
1: And, and then, have
0: been for a couple of years now. Right. Yeah.
1: And then I think that also happened with our personalities. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I was learning to hmm. not take up so much space. And, like, hmm. which, you know, it's never like I was, like, like, talking talk your ear off person. No, you never But definitely, like, like you know, I knew that when I walked into a room, I would command the room. Like, I, like yeah. social happenings would, like.
0: I feel like your social, your... Um, interactions in groups change the most. Oh, like I feel like one on one, you have stayed pretty. Con- you've always yeah. been really good at asking questions and as listening, and yeah. you know, like the equal banter. Yeah, kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But definitely yeah. in groups, I was like, you know, I was a loud person. Like, yeah, like, I like to make people laugh, and like yeah. that was like so much so in college, like so potent. Mm-hmm. And then I think I kind of like, like I've like tamed myself a little bit, not in a bad way, but more in just like. I want other people to connect yeah. with each other and I don't yeah. need to be the one driving the conversation all the time. And yeah. Like the one like commanding how the group functions. It's like other people get mm-hmm. to do that too. And so I, I think that's one way that I've grown away from that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that you've kind of grown into that. Mm-hmm. Like you've like become a lot more comfortable like commanding your room. And yeah, like Organizing a gathering and mm-hmm. like, you know, leading the conversation and like, you know, just being kind of like the focal point. Yeah. And I think it's been cool because that – part of that role for me was, like, pressure, like, I have to, mm-hmm. and, like, I, mm-hmm. otherwise people won't love me, and people won't think I'm worth anything, and now I, I want to, like, be okay with just, like, accepting that I can just be a presence, and that, yeah, my friends love me enough that that's good, you know? Yeah, we
0: don't need to, like, watch you all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, to, like, respect you and, like, love you just as much as, yes. like, when you're at the center of tension. Exactly. And, like, we like it when you are, too. Like, yeah. Like, you can, like, toss the ball around Exactly, bit, you know? like, Yeah. yeah.
1: And for you, it's more like you, like, get to s- own a space a lot more. Like, I, I yeah. hear you speak up a lot more. And, like, mm-hmm. I think before, when you would speak up, it would be in response to somebody else. Like, yeah. oh, our crazy friend is doing weird things. And you'll, <laughs> like, make everyone laugh by commenting on it. Yeah. and now, oh, that's a good
0: point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now you will, like, tell your own stories, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, talk about your own history. And, like, yeah, make your own jokes. And, like, you just... Like Ellie is a lot more like palpable.
0: Yeah, you and just like know who I am a little bit yes. more. like yeah. you can you can feel me as a distinct person outside of the rest of like the group. Yeah, yes, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did you start that?
1: How we've grown separately but together. Yeah. Both in terms of like our faith journey and also like our personalities.
0: Also, a big thing where we started, which is pertinent to the topic, um, we started going to protests together. Oh, yeah. Which is like all about using your voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really, that's kind of actually a cool thing. Yeah. Like that, that was something that like outside of the two of us, like, because well, because of the time was something that was happening consistently mm-hmm. and we were both wanted to participate in that yeah. and we like we we were able to like talk about what was going on together mm-hmm. and like had a had like a mutual understanding of you know like we would t- talk about topics and you would teach me things and I would teach you things mm-hmm. and it was a it was like a really good like deep thing to connect on and yeah. it was like literally about using your voice yeah so I feel like that was interesting too. We never would have done that at the beginning of Bethel. Yeah. Oh my like, god. No. I didn't even. That never would have crossed my mind. that yeah. I Would want to participate in. It.
1: Right. Like, and I, I think that kind of became like the shared spiritual experience for us. Like, yeah, like, it that's did. what it was for me. At least. It was like, like deeply spirit. It is yeah. deeply spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like we went from you know going to chapel together to like
0: going to protests. Yeah,
1: and that's actually really cool. Yeah, it is. I wish more people made that. From Bethel. A- yeah. Yeah, same. And I think that that's kind of like when we started hanging out regularly. I yeah, like, it was. There was no one else who would come with me. Yeah, same. Like, even people who were like on board, you know, not, not yeah. everyone wants to go to a protest. Yeah. But I felt like we were all on the same page. And like, we wanted
0: to be involved. Yeah. We like wanted to be there. Yeah. And it just, they kept happening. So yeah. uh, we kept going. Mm hmm. And then you just like have something consistent to go to. Mm hmm. And, and now. almost moved across the country (laughs)
1: and then you
0: you did it and then i flaked and you know back to the back to the butterfinger back to the last podcast i was talking about if i i don't remember exactly what i said in that but basically i was gonna move to boston and i didn't move to boston madison lives in boston madison still lives in boston (laughs) (laughs) i do not anyways I feel like that's a good wrap up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, to bring it full
0: circle, yeah, yeah. Boston is the
1: latest urinal story. I had this idea, oh, yeah. and yeah. I really, really wanted Ellie to get on board with it. And then she tried to do it, and she peed all over her legs.
0: <laughs> and then okay. I had to go shower. <laughs> <laughs> go home. So do with that metaphor what you will. Just take it. You know, you can take that a lot of <laughs> that's amazing okay um thanks for chatting with me that is it this was super fun
1: thank you for having me
0: maybe so we'll do another one maybe, we maybe will we'll all. make zoom podcasts from maybe across the country oh my God. Mm. Mm. i'm very down mm. i love to talk
1: i love to use my voice i do too <laughs>